So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. Very excited. Tonight, we have a super high energy, super successful super knowledgeable individual. He goes by the name of Daniel Andrews, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to introduce him to you. Why? Because this show, the Mind Body Business Show, I had developed with you in mind. And what that means is we bring on only successful entrepreneurs from all over the world. We've had them from all different countries. For the sole purpose of my job is to extract from them their secrets to success, their strategies, their tips, things that will help you get to the next level. And I know just from a brief chat with Daniel before we're, we're coming on here live that you are going to be in for a massive treat. So don't go anywhere. The Mind Body Business Show is about what I call the three pillars of success. And by the way, I do have a brand new book coming out very soon titled, you may guess, Mind Body Business, The Three Pillars of Success. And the three pillars came about due to the fact that I had spent about a decade of really focusing in on and studying only successful individuals. What made them tick? Did some of them run and jump and get into their pants the two legs at a time where I was only doing it with one? What made their success level greater than mine? I was deeply curious. And that's when I started to discover these three pillars that kept bubbling up to the top and they showed commonality amongst all of these successful uh, individuals. Mind is really, uh, that stands for mindset. And so to a person, these individuals, we're talking about individuals like a mentor of mine who I worked with for years. I ended up becoming his lead trainer on stage. He was that good of a mentor. Uh, he, he trained me so well that I became a trainer and spoke from stage multiple times. Um, authors of books, some whom I've met personally, others whom I've never met, some who um, weren't even alive at the time that I read their book. They were long past gone. Lots of different individuals from all different walks of life. And they all had a very powerful, very positive, and the most important aspect of mindset was flexible. They had a very flexible mindset. And you'll find that to be incredibly imperatively needed when you are going through your entrepreneurial walk because if you don't have a flexible mindset, it's going to be a long road. Body. Body means that to a person, each individual that I had studied literally took care of themselves, both through physical activity, you know, that five-letter word called exercise. Yeah, I know you all said it's not five letters. And nutrition. And that means your intake of food and liquid, um, taking care of yourself. And then business. Business is so multifaceted and so wonderful. Uh, there are so many facets. And what these individuals had done was they had mastered the skill sets that are necessary to build a successful, thriving, and growing business. Skill sets like marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership. I could go on and on and on. And the real neat thing about this is you personally don't really have to master every single one of these skill sets. Because if you just mastered one, and it's one of those few that I just uh, rambled, rambled off. There are many more. Uh, if you just master this one, then you can leverage that skill set and bring in other folks who have either mastered it or are very close to uh, being on their way to mastering each skill set. So if you want to know what that one uh, skill set is that I would recommend you concentrate on solely 100%, if you don't have the other ones yet, then just put it in the chat and let me know. I'm kidding. I'll tell you anyway, because there are some people that are just watching this on recording. That one skill set is the skill set of leadership, even if you don't have a team. Well, Brian, how do you do leadership when you don't have a team? You act as though you are your team member. Would you enjoy the, the culture that has been developed by you? Would you enjoy the systems that are being developed that are training you to do the next step? Would you enjoy, enjoy, enjoy? And and would it be effective, most, most importantly? And as you do that, now you can bring in others who have 
mastered the other various skill sets that you have yet to master. And in all honesty, you may never because it takes a long time to master any one thing. And so that's the good news. Master leadership and you're well on your way. One of the other incredible attributes of very successful people is that to a person, they are also very avid readers of books. And with that, I want to very quickly segue into a little segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Yes, there you see ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Now, a real quick word of advice, if I may. And that is, as you're watching this show, I know that Daniel is going to bring in, bring it uh, heavy tonight. He's going to bring resources your way, web addresses, possibly books, other resources that you can go and look at and, and discern them and see if they're a fit for you. They will be because that's, like I said, I only bring on successful individuals. Rather than succumb to that itch to go and click away and go review and look at these resources while the show is going on, while you're watching it live, or while you're listening to it on audio podcasts, we are on 35 major podcast platforms, while you're watching maybe the recorded video. Still, even in those cases, keep your eyes and your ears and your focus on Daniel. Listen to everything he has to say. And here's why I say this, because the magic happens in the room. This happened long ago, many years ago, I was on stage. And I remember an individual got up and walked out they had an all-important text message that came on their phone and they're, or they're on the phone calling and, and secretly whispering, or they have to go to the bathroom. It happened a few times in the beginning. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm about to get to the best part that I know can change their life. And they are walking out on, the, on that great opportunity. Now, I know we're not on a physical stage here, but I think you understand what I'm getting, getting at. You want to be focused and you want to get rid of all other distractions as many as you possibly can while you're watching and listening to this show. And so with that, instead of going and clicking away, I implore upon you to instead take notes, write them down, either type them in or write them down and then go check out and visit all these amazing, incredibly valuable resources that Daniel's going to be bringing up during the show. Do that after the show's over. I am running the show and I will be taking notes myself. So I never ask anybody to do anything I'm not willing myself to do. Reach your peak library at last. What is this, Brian? It is a site that I literally had built with you in mind once again. Why? Because I myself was not an avid reader till about 12 years ago, about the age of 47. I know we're all doing the math now. And I then learned very rapidly the incredible value and power in reading not just any book, but the right books. Uh, and it's okay to read fiction and enjoy yourself and not saying not to do that. But when you are trying to advance yourself in your business, this is something I highly, highly recommend. So I began putting in the books that had um, a profound impact on me, either in business or my personal life or even both. And so not every book I've ever read is in here. I began consuming them crazy fast using Audible um, and just fell in love with reading books and getting great, great information as a result. So whatever book really resonates with you. So write it down, reachyourpeaklibrary.com and then go visit it later. Whichever book resonates with you, go buy it wherever you buy your books. You don't have to buy it from this website. This is not to make money. This is here as a resource for you. All these buttons will take you straight to Amazon uh, or just go to your favorite. If you go to a brick and mortar, Barnes and Noble, wherever, it, it doesn't matter. Just write down the title and then go get it, number one. Number two, read it. And then there's a third step. Number three is implement things that they are talking about in the book that you know will take you to that next step. That is very, very important, the implementation uh, specifically. Now, finally, Brian is almost done yakking, and it's time to bring on our incredibly special guest. Yes, he goes by the name of Daniel Andrews, and he's coming on right now. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is the one. It is the only Daniel Andrews. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. This is awesome. I am I'd so like ecstatically happy to have you here, Daniel. I, I truly, thoroughly enjoyed our 
chat before we came on. I can tell you are a very astute um, and very successful business person. And I'm so excited to extract that wonderful information from you for our viewers, for our audience, for our listeners. Uh, real quick, before we dive in, I would like to, if you're okay with this, Daniels, give you the proper introduction uh, and professional introduction that you deserve. Would that be all right? Please, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Daniel Andrews is a Columbia, South Carolina native with a degree from Emory University and a knack for making meaningful connections with the business community. This is going to be a, a theme, I think, going forward. His entire professional career has been spent in business development and sales across four industries with focus in both business to business and business to customer sales. This accumulated experience has led to a full-time focus on highly refined approaches to networking, sales, business growth, and business problem solving. His understanding of the factors that drive both sides of every business conversation is available to you under three main approaches. And I have a feeling we're going to be going through some of that tonight. I cannot wait. And now officially, formally, welcome to the show, Mr. Daniel Andrews. All right. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. And oh, looking so festive on that. I love that jacket. He is all lit up tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yes, I know the jacket clashes with the with this uh, shirt and tie. I have no matching uh, shirt and tie to go with this jacket. But uh, I asked Brian pre-show uh, whether he thought the official suit jacket or this jacket was a better idea. He said, which one is authentic? I said, this is the one I'm wearing to the business party that's happening one door outside this room when it's over. So he said, if that's your authentic self, then show up with it. And here I am in and my Christmas jacket. There's a lesson inherent there. And I know you know this, Daniel, but uh, how important it is to be authentic in in not just your business life, but in life, period. Uh, you know, there's so many people that go through the fake it to you make it syndrome. And I get that when you first when you're first starting out and you're in a scarcity mindset because you yeah, you're trying to make next month's rent, whatever that happens to be, or next month's mortgage payment, and you're just starting out, well, everything is money centric. And then as a result, you're very focused on money and not on being authentic you're doing whatever it takes at that moment to make it to that next level and then that's what i love about what i get to do daniel is because when i interview people like you these are people that are successful who have gone past any of those stages that we've all been through i've been through them mm -hmm. and now we can impart upon people the importance of getting to that stage and truly being authentic because it just gets you results would you agree yeah i i, I... It's interesting to me the degree to which people are willing to build their house upon the sand, to use a metaphor from the ancient literature, right? Um, briefly, had a conversation with somebody in a low stakes environment a couple, several years ago, five or six years ago now, meaning I wasn't gonna see this person again. And we were sitting at dinner, part, dinner party across from him, and, and somebody congratulated me on an entire professional career of being self-employed. I said, no, it's because I don't have the I can't play the politics and the games required to work in a corporate environment. I can't not say what's on my mind. I can't not say what the best plan is. I can't not punch you when you say we're going to go with the second best plan because it was the owner's plan and not the best plan because, you know, the owner won't approve. I'm like, I can't even. And um, so he said, you know, I think more people should live authentically. And I said, you say that. I said, if you live authentically, the first thing that will happen is you'll lose a lot of friends, probably most of them, if not all of them but those were people that were pretending to like who you were pretending to be. <laughs> so you're really gonna ask yourself, were they classified as friends or should they have been, right? Now, I said over time and not that very much time, but over time you will attract men, men women, children, cats and dogs because people love an authentic person and those people are your ride or die, right? They'll put up with you through your brokenness and your messes and your mistakes because they've chosen to love the authentic you and that makes a difference. So you really don't lose anything by being authentic. You have to be willing to understand that you're going to gain things you can't see. And that's a tough part for a lot of people. You know, I don't want to lose my friends, but um, if you really take a step back, I, that was genius. I love that. I have to repeat what you said. People pretending to like who you are pretending to be. And isn't that so true of probably every human that's ever walked this earth? We pretend to be someone so that they will like us because we think that's what they would like. We want to be liked, all of us. I don't care who you are and how, how rigid some people look on the exterior. Everyone wants to be accepted and liked. And that is so, I think, um, just globally true. And, and yeah, and it's, it's 
I've noticed the older I'm getting, and everyone knows how, what my age is by now with the math problem we did earlier, I'm 59. The older I'm getting, the less I care about what other people think, and I like it. And it's not because I'm being um, a jerk or any of that. It was just like, you know, what? why did I bother with all this stuff when I was younger worrying about or being concerned about what other people thought of me? Because I was trying to make it, trying to get up the ladder. And then when you get to a certain point in maturity, um, either physically or mentally or both, you just like, I don't really care. I mean, I am who I am. And that's the other thing I think, Daniel, it, it took me some time to figure out who I was because of all those years of pretending, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and the reason I say they were pretending like you were pretending to be is they suspect you're pretending because they are, which means they're afraid to commit to fully liking you because they're still not sure it's the real you. Right. <laughs> and so I don't mean that they're inherently fake. They're cautious because they assume that you're, you know, have a mask on. Right. I mean, I, I even uh, am disinclined to do business with people that use filters on social media. Now, I will say that I bought a high def camera and I'm like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> you know, so, you know, the closest I'll come to using a filter is to use a low def camera because I'm like high def. I'm like, I did not like the results. Right. <laughs> but 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 the whole notion of using a filter tells me you're not comfortable with who you are. And if you're yeah. not, how could I be? Right. And it's going to get a lot of hate in the comments and I don't care. <laughs> that's and that's the thing again i love that i don't care that's the attitude we have to have and it's not being a mean person it's just being authentic and real and it's and just being position. a person that gets you the results and right. will align you with the right people that right. will i'm not telling you to up. not do business people that use filters i'm telling you i don't <laughs> yeah it's funny because i have this master class that i put on i'm not going to talk about it or or pitch it or anything but i do it like it sounds interesting <laughs> I do it about once a month, a little bit more than once a month, and mm -hmm. I don't have anything for sale on it. And I keep getting questioned by my colleagues. How come you don't sell anything? It's like, well, my call to action is to have them talk with me for a full hour and I will give them everything I got. And I am not going to pitch them during that call. And I never have. If they ask me, then, OK, you opened it up and we will talk about it. That happened on occasion. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is I at the time I'm talking to them, I'm literally at the same time filtering to see if they even would be a fit. And most of the time they're not. And that tells me that my marketing is incorrect because I'm getting messaging going to the wrong people, but you right. know, you learn, learn and live, live and learn and all that. Sure. Yeah. You know, so it made it, it took, it took all the pretense off. It took all the nervousness off. This is not a transactional discussion that we're having. It's a get to know each other discussion and that is it. And then if there's something that comes up, it will come up organically and we can be authentic yeah. together and move forward. Yeah. And you referenced, right, that I probably will reveal some of the ways people could choose to work with me. There's nothing I will say today that even remotely sounds like a sales pitch, except this one sentence. There's more where that came from. <laughs> if you like what we cover between now and the bottom of the hour, then con connect with me. Yeah, that's it. That's my entire sales pitch. There's more where that came from. Yeah, yeah. And we're definitely going to go deeper into talking about what you do, Daniel. This is what I do on, on shows. It's not to pitch the person. It's to open the audience to the opportunity of taking themselves to the next level. So it's yeah. not about a transaction. It's about helping as individuals to connect with people that, you know, not everybody's going to connect with Daniel. Not everybody connects with me. That's okay. But for those that it is right for, they at least know enough to reach out to and say, I want what you have. I want that Kool-Aid. What flavor is that? That's it. Yeah. So, uh, okay, go. You got a question. When it comes, to, right. when it comes to mindset, I love, I love, I know we're far beyond opening the show, but I love opening the show with a particular kind of question uh, because I'm deeply, deeply curious about successful individuals like yourself. Everyone is different, which is also amazing. When you get up in the morning, so you're an entrepreneur, you're a business person. So you know that every single day goes flying along, smooth sailing without a hitch, not a single issue ever. I know that's completely not right because as an entrepreneur, it's our job to solve issues, to, to give an, a, a, a solution to a problem. That's what we do. Yeah. So knowing every day that you get up, you're going to be faced with multitude of issues, things that some that are okay that you know how to handle right away, others that are arduous, like, oh, crap, I don't want to deal with that one today. For you, when, you're, when you get up in the morning, and you're just coming to realizing all that is in front of you. What is it 
going through, uh, going on in your big, beautiful brain that is keeping you driven, keeping you disciplined, keeping you moving forward and excited to attack each and every day. What is that for you? Uh, it, primarily, it's the notion that somewhere in the journey with me, usually pretty early, people are going to go, oh, <laughs> and these are people that are already giving me money, right? Meaning there was already some, uh, oh. but somewhere along the way, they're going to be like, I had no idea that this tool was that powerful, right? Archimedes line, give me a fixed point, a lever long enough, I can move, you know, the whole planet. When people truly understand the power of genuine, authentic relationships and where that will take them, somewhere along the line, they're going to be like, oh, I had no idea. Or they're going to come back to me with a success story. So that's part of it. And as you said, right, even, I mean, yes, I'm getting paid to solve other people's problems, but at one level, those are their problems, right? If they go to bed with them, I'm okay, right? I mean, I'm alive, right? You know, but the, one of the interesting offshoots of my business itself is that the business of building a powerful network means that I'm having a struggle. I have someone in my inner circle that I can call and be like, hey, Brian, I hear you're pretty good at this, right? Now, I absolutely respect the experts in my circle. There are people that I pay good money to that may one day pay money to me if they want what I offer. There's people that I pay money to to support me that will never pay me money, and I'm okay with that. But to the degree that I can build my network strong enough, I have people in my circle, my inner circle, where we've agreed that whatever I, resource I have is yours and vice versa. Meaning, and I'm thinking of one person in particular, I, I want to put her name out there because I want people to know she's real and genuine and a great person. I don't want people to try and move themselves into that circle quicker than they've earned the right to. But Suzanne Taylor King, right, we realized that over the course of about the first year that we were going to invoice each other to the tune of about a net zero. <laughs> like, why are we even doing this, right? <laughs> you have a program, I get to join. I have a program, you get to join, right? It's just, if I'm offering it, it's yours. Right. But that's only, you know, a half dozen people that operate with me in that world, which is plenty. That That's my board of directors. You call it whatever you want to. Right. You know, those are the people I can go to and be like, can you solve this problem with me or who can you introduce me to that's willing to help solve this problem? Mm, there is another great tidbit. I hope everyone's listening and really taking notes on this, because that's the other point when you're doing networking events. Let's say you're at a seminar and you're out in the hallway and you have that precious five minutes before you got to go to the restroom and take care of business uh, and still talk to somebody, get to know them. And you talk to people and what 10% 10, 10 if you're lucky would be a fit to do business with you. And a lot of people would just like, Oh, okay. We're not a fit and take off. It's like, well, you may not be a fit for them, but you might know somebody who is, and you just hit that key just a moment ago. So you have given them great value. You didn't ask for anything in return. They will never forget that. And it will come that will come a day typically where that gets reciprocated. Don't do it to get the reciprocation. Just do it to help that individual. And then Thank you. you'll see it come back. You said so many things that are important right in there. Right. I spoke to a woman about quality over quantity and she's like, I totally get it. Right. You know, when I go to a networking event, I don't even take my own business cards because I'm going to be particular. I try to only leave with five, you know, and, you know, and I'm like, OK, you're still missing the point. You're at the event. Right you should be willing to pay attention and learn as many as you can who they are, what they do, because you might be able to serve people in that moment. I've been at events and been like, Oh, I got nothing for you and I got nothing for him, but you two have something for each other. Let's do yes. this. Right. You know, y'all go talk. Um, so it was still kind of an internal mindset. Now I will say something that's very interesting. And here's a couple of books you may choose to add to your repertoire. Would love it if you read them and endorse them. I don't have an affiliate program of any sort because I don't want to do the bookkeeping on it. So if you want to, if you want to get this, okay, it's called give and take. And early on, part of the intro, he makes the point that with a few key questions, you can sort people fairly quickly into three categories, givers, takers, and what's called reciprocity. Okay, that's a word I have a problem with, but it's an accurate description of these people. <laughs> I forget what it is, but it's roughly the word reciprocity, givers, takers, reciprocity. Okay, reciprocals, we'll call them. You can also look at, you know, success quartets or quintiles, right? You know, you can divide success into, you know, four or five categories, you know, from high to low. In the highest category of success, which of those three types of people is most likely to be represented in the highest levels of success? Givers, takers, reciprocals? I'd say givers. Okay. In the lowest quintile of success, at the bottom takers. of the rung, which, nope, givers. Wow. Ah. They're giving the wrong way. 
right? Now, here's the subtle distinction. Let me phrase it differently. The distinction that crosses a small line, but is the major distinction, right? People say, I just try to give and give and give out to the universe and it'll all come back to me. I'm like, that's odd because we have 6,000 years of recorded history that says it don't work like that, right? The law of reciprocation, nope, doesn't exist. The secret, the universe puts, you know, what you attract, what you put, wrong, <laughs> okay? <clears throat> My first wife will tell you that, right? <laughs> I did not deserve <laughs> Daniel Andrews, right? <clears throat> I am better now, by the way. My second wife's very happy with me. Thank you very much. But anyhow, back to the point. You need to you need to be giving in the right way. Now, having said that, if you're at an event or even if you've scheduled what I call a paired interview, one to one sounds so, again, superficial paired interview because it's two of us and I'm trying to learn about you. But if you schedule a paired interview or you're an event, you have to show up with a spirit, not of reciprocity, of mutuality. You have to show up in the notion that in this moment, I've committed this time to this event, whether it's a paired interview one to one breakfast, lunch, coffee, a digital paired interview, an event with multiple people. I am here. I'm going to bring as much value as I can to this moment in time, whether or not it's reciprocated back to me. Now, on the other side of the events, I'm going to sort who I want to build with. On the other side of a paired interview, I'm going to decide, Brian Kelly, if you and I are ever going to have another meeting again, or at least at my best, right? I might let you on my calendar if you came chasing me, right? But I, I'm sorting. But in that moment, I'm here. In the yeah. moment I'm here and and I and I and I and I was explaining to somebody how I adjusted somebody's thinking. He's like, I try to show up at these meetings with no agenda. I said, that sounds lovely. It's a terrible idea. You should show up in these meetings with the notion that you're go willing if you're able to give more than you receive. Not a goal, not an objective. If you're willing, if you're able, you're going to give more than you receive. You will find sometimes in the event there's some mutuality. Sometimes you'll find you're serving more than you're served. Sometimes you'll find you get more than you give which is fine, but it's the spirit of mutuality. I explained that to someone else. He goes, I totally understand. I always try to give twice as much as I get. I said, that sounds lovely. It's a terrible idea. Because you can unbalance the relationship by not giving them a chance to feel like it's even. It may be subconscious and it may take mm -hmm. longer, but they will just as, just as assuredly pull away from you if they're always getting disproportionately yep. as if they're always giving disproportionately. Isn't that interesting? And people don't understand that. Isn't that interesting? I mean, Isn't how many good? times uh, I, I can just say, especially being a parent, I get so much more joy out of giving the gifts to my kids than I do getting anything. Way as more. An, as an adult to adult, good friend of yeah. mine, I'll call his name out because he'll cop to this. Raymond McKay He's like, man, I just love helping people and supporting with introductions. It just feels so hard to ask. And I said, let's put that aside for a minute. Talk to me about the joy you get, Raymond, when you give. And he just went on and on. And you know where I'm headed as a coach, right? You know, so he's like lit up and I'm like, wow. And you want to rob other people of that feeling. He's like, <laughs> that was that aha moment. <laughs> I'm solved. I'm like, done. He goes, done. We're, we're done here. I'm set. If you do not ask, they don't get the chance to serve. People want to serve. They love to serve. The right and, people. And if they don't, you'll sort them soon enough and they're gone. And that's one thing I want to go back to that you mentioned earlier on the show <laughs> that really stood out to me that shows the essence of Daniel Andrews. And that was, you know, what drove you, what got you, what, what got you out of bed, what went, what drove you to go through all these issues every day. And it was basically when you got a client or another individual to that, what I call aha moment, it wasn't because it gave you more money. It's because they got what they came for the result. And they were going to have a much more successful life from that point forward because of something you did for them. And it was about giving. And that's yeah, yeah, right. And um, yeah. Oh, I promised you two books, by the way. This is not the book, this is the book cover because the book gets beat up in my briefcase. The book Super Connector, Scott Gro Scott Gerber, Ryan Parson, Ryan Paul. The key to me is not the title. By the way, I tell people it's my favorite book, and they go, Oh, you have a book? I said, No, no, let me phrase that correctly. My favorite book. It is not my book, it is my favorite book on the subject. Stop networking and start building business relationships that matter. Now, you may use whatever language suits you, Brian. Audience, you may use whatever language suits you. You will notice that this entire conversation, I will talk about building networks and building relationships, but I will never say the word networking without putting air quotes around it. I will never write it without writing quotation marks around it because I'm a firm believer, just like Scott Gerber is, you need to stop networking. I love it. And start building relationships that matter. 
Yeah, and totally concur with that. And yeah, and the whole part about giving, you know, it, it just it's it's interesting how it happened organically, but it came to the point where now I give and filter at the same time. You know, it's it's a great way to filter and see who is a fit rather than hey, I want to tell you about my stuff, come buy my crap. And you're not filtering them, but they're filtering you. But if Absolutely. you're just saying, hey, what are you up to? Is there anything I can do to help you? And, and even they if they were going to be interested, they're not interested because you came on too strong. Meaning exactly. I don't care how many ideal prospects you identify. If they have not yet identified themselves as a candidate, then anything you feel about the subject is irrelevant. And with your permission, I'll elucidate one other finer point. I was on someone Please. else's stream, I believe, podcast. And he said, Dan, I have a question. It came to me in real time. You're not prepared for it. He said, I think it was a podcast because I remember that he said, you know, if you stumble, we'll edit it. I said, okay, whatever. He said, you're talking about giving correctly. You talk about relationships better than transactions. You're talking about giving correctly, being strategic about who you build with, who you give to. How is that not then fundamentally transactional? Hmm. And I said, legit, entertain the audience for a minute, right? <laughs> you know, I'll be right back with the thought. So he did. And I chewed on it for about a minute and he came back on the screen. I said, I got an answer. He goes, all right, what do you got? I said, we're, I said, I said, my first question is, is your message worth amplifying? Do you get up every day knowing people need and want what you've got? Yeah. Okay. So your message is worth amplifying. If you encounter someone else whose message is worth amplifying, don't you have a philosophical obligation to amplify theirs if you can? Okay. We've got this much time on the planet, this much time awake, this much time at work, and this much time with people. Given that that's how much time we've got, we have to be careful how we shepherd it. Why would we not find the people whose message we're willing to amplify and who's, who are willing to amplify our message? That's not transactional. That's doing the world a service by not spending my time giving to people who may not have a message worth amplifying, or at least I don't feel they do, and or who may not be able to amplify mine, and mine needs to be amplified, so I need to find a, a, a time and a place to do that. Or people that will support that role, that role. Well, I love it. You need to find people you, that you have synergy with, and to do that, I just found that like you can you can go through many more of these sifting and sorting sessions, if you will. And I don't mean to dehumanize it by saying it that way, but I think we all understand where we're going with this. Uh, you know, the more that that brings more availability of more people to talk to, more people to find out if there is that synergy, either one way or both ways. And I'm okay even if it's a one way and I, I help them out because uh, in the again, moment, because you, yeah, you showed up for that hour long thing anyway. And if you end up giving away and never getting back, that's fine because that hour is already committed. It's only dehumanizing when you're talking about sifting and sorting if you are unwilling to refer them to somebody who might be willing to amplify their message. Meaning, if yeah. I'm like, you know what, Brian, we're done here, click. But I'm like, <laughs> Brian, I'm not sure that you and I have a long and glorious future together. <laughs> I mean, I, I brought up a name to you before we got started, right? Kachina Goslin. I said, you know what, Brian, understanding what you do, couldn't hurt to meet Kachina, right? I just love that name, Kachina. It's so close to Kachina. I, 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 I see, and brains are what they are, right? Like the first six months, she was my client, right? I kept, every time I tried to type Kachina, I would type Kaching, and I'm like, God, it sounds <laughs> like a cash register. That sounds so terrible. But my <laughs> fingers are now trained to type Kachina Goslin. So, I love it. <laughs> Kachina's the real deal. By the way, it's hard to get on our calendar. I'm not bragging, but if you want to get on our calendar, you got to win me over first. And I'll filter you through to hers because she's just real and she's, she's super busy. Well, I'm going to win you over because next time we meet, I'm going to wear a jacket with garland on it. So we'll be able to hang on. The <laughs> you tree. have. I meant whoever's listening to me, right? I'm, <laughs> if people go to LinkedIn and find Kachina Goslin, which is easy to do because there's only one on LinkedIn. There are 100 million Daniel Andrews's. If you go to <laughs> LinkedIn and find Kachina Goslin, you can't just cold call your way into Randbox, which is the power of building a network. And this is exactly what's happening by just doing this show. Uh, and it, it, it became something I didn't expect. Uh, I did it because I loved it and I wanted to get the word out of entrepreneurs like yourself. At the same time, though, being a little bit selfish because I learn more than anybody by doing these yeah. shows. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, you get your own masterclass once a week, you know. Yes, you get, you exactly. Experts coming to you going, hey, Brian, let me teach you what I know. <laughs> yeah, they get the exposure and, you know, some of them don't need it. They're they're just, they want their philanthropy. No, oh, that's that word that gets me. Philanthropy, whatever. They are into philanthropy. philanthropy. 
Thank you. <laughs> Philanthropic. Thank you. <laughs> I choke on some too. I'm, I, I know a lot of words, but every now and then there's one that I know well and I just cannot get it out with a straight face. I mean, I had uh, the great Les Brown on my show. I mean, come on. The oh my gosh. Yeah. He doesn't need motivational speaker. You know, he's 76 <laughs> or so, still going strong. And because I had this show, if I hadn't, didn't have this show, I, that would not have happened. I met him once 12, 14 years ago for about two minutes in a foyer of a hotel, stood in line to say hi and thank you for being on the stage and all that. Super sweet guy. But had I, had I not done this show, never would have got not just a full hour with him. He called me twice after the show was over. And I mean, it was awesome. And so that only happened because, you know, I say this from stage, just show up, meaning get out there, put on a show, do a podcast, go to networking events. Uh, I'm sorry, go to network uh, at events. And uh, oh, wait, I forgot. <coughs> go to, go to networking events to build your network, right? I mean, I, I'm not trying to imply they, they have low value. They only have low value if you don't know what to do while you're there, which is about 5% of the equation. And you don't know what to do after, which is 95% of the equation. Yeah. And most people don't have any idea. Well, they're walking in with a with a, a limited mindset. And, and please, I say mindset like it's their fault. People's character, for the most part, is not in question. Their skill set is what's lacking. There you go. They show up in these environments and they have one modality and it's called speed prospecting. They're yeah. not doing anything even remotely connected to the word networking, <laughs> but it's called a networking event. So they think it must be networking, which is why I'm very careful with my language. Okay. They're not, they're speed prospecting. Their only question is, Brian, are you, are you going to buy my thing now or ever? Yes. No, maybe next. Yes. No, yep. maybe next. And you can tell they're in a speed, speed prospecting mode because they do what? They back you in a corner and start trying to sell you. And you're like, I, I didn't even say I wanted to hear this. I mean, I might, but not here, not now, not today. Right. And you've kind of overshot yourself right now. Now you're creating some resistance. <laughs> Earl Flamata, one of the people that I've learned quite a bit from in a short time I've encountered him, says the $5 question is, will you buy my stuff? The $50 question is, who do you know that will buy my stuff? But the $500 question is, who do you know that would know a lot of people that would buy my stuff? And it's easy to miss that. You think you're just exponentially growing your network. No, people don't understand this. I had a conversation with a guy earlier today. He goes, all my referrals come from customers. Those are the only people qualified to give me a referral. How could they give me a referral if they don't know how good I am you know, by being my customer? I'm like, wow, you're getting 120th of, of the qualified introductions that you could get in your career. He's like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, there's people that exist that will never buy your thing. They can still refer you. I'll use the names of two of my, uh, a client, a good friend of mine. John Gates is a salary negotiation coach. John Gates is a salary. His call, target market is people looking for work or looking to move up in their organization. Amanda Valbert is a business partner of mine. I white label her sometimes. She white labels me depending on what the needs are. If you don't know what that word is or what that, or what that phrase means, check with me or Brian. He, he and I both know what label, white labels are. She is a resume writing coach. Uh, Amanda will never hire John because she's not looking for a salary. John will never hire Amanda because he ain't looking for a resume. But most of John Gates's clients mm -hmm. should probably be introduced to Amanda Valbert. And yep. most of Amanda Valbert's clients should probably introduce to John Gates. So given that that's a truism, how do they then connect with each other what does those questions look like? What does that process look like by which they then become comfortable going, you know what, Amanda, I'm going to send you about two or three people and see how you do with them. And Amanda's going to go, you know what, John, I'm going to give you one big ticket lead. If it pays off, I'm going to get open the floodgates. What does that look like? And people don't know that those people exist or they don't know that, that those people would ever refer them because they don't have a model for how to build trust. We know how to build trust with a prospect or a customer. How do you build trust with somebody who's not a prospect or a customer? I would argue it's easier if you know what you're doing. It's shorter and faster, believe it or not. Yeah. I think it goes back to being uh, transparent, authentic. That's part of it. And credible, just... credible, reliable, likable. Yep. You know the old adage, no like and trust. Mm, people get that one wrong too. We'll have fun with that in a minute. But let me give mm. credit to the guy that gave that gave me that. Steve Swear, like swear, but Swear, S-W-E-R. You can find him on LinkedIn. He's very, he's Australian. He's very popular. He, he, he coaches a lot of what I coach and he gives away a lot of it for free. So he's way more successful than I am because he can afford to get away for free. He said the trust quotient, I'll come back in a minute, is credibility plus likability plus intimacy, which means connection. I chose to 
to say credibility plus reliability plus likability because there's some parallelism. And also, you can't mistake what I mean by the word intimacy, right, if I use the word likability. Yeah. <laughs> Quotient means it's divided by something. We'll get to that in a minute. And yes, I admit we're applying in a mathematical concept to an emotional real reality, but we'll come to the div divisor in a minute. Okay. <clears throat> but, you know, credible, reliable, likable. None of those require a customer relationship. You can be credible in your network. You can be credible in the way you show up. You can be credible, reliable, and likable, and they have nothing to do with you being my customer. Right? It's what expectations yeah. you have around me that show my knowledge of the industry, the fact that I'm willing to show up on a seminar to show up and do what a seminar to do, and the fact that I'm you know, not a jerk. I mean, we even briefly talked about politics. And I don't even know if we agree or not because we were able to hold a political conversation in a way that didn't turn either one of us off. Yep. Right? So anyway, by the way, because everybody's dying to know what the divisor is, <laughs> right? The number above needs to be as big as possible. Credible, reliable, likable, divided by apparent self-interest. Mm. That mm. psychological formulation is why mm. finder's fees are costing you money. I do not have time to get on that soapbox today. I can give an hour-long talk at the drop of a hat. Finder's fees, offering people money to bring you leads, is hurting your relationships, and you're getting fewer referrals because of it. You're getting fewer, not more. But that's all another talk for another day. But it's because the apparent self-interest comes into play, and people don't trust the introduction when they know you're getting paid for the introduction. It's fascinating. It's part of it. Anyway. I love oh, it. Oh, I said people mis they, they misuse no like, and trust. Because what's the full sentence? Give me the full sentence. People do business with folks they know, like, and trust. Yes. Right? You've said it 100 times. You've heard it a thousand. You've said it a thousand. You've heard it ten thousand. What's the most important word in that sentence? It's okay. You're going to get it wrong. Don't feel bad. I think it would be trust. The most important word in that sentence is business. Now, of the three characteristics, trust is the most important. It is the last word in the sentence. It is what we've talked about for forty-five minutes. So you are guaranteed to get it wrong. There's no way you're going to get it right. But if your focus is no like and trust, that's called making friends. Wholly insufficient for determining who belongs in your business circle. Here's a way to put it. And this is a yes or no question, Brian. I want to emphasize it's a yes or no question. And you'll see why in a moment. Are there people in your world that have been to your house or you've been to theirs? You've been to the bowling alley. You've been to the cookout. You've been to their house for you know, dinner on the weekend or out to eat. And you wouldn't actually hire them to do what they do. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One guy looked at me for a long time. He's like, are we starting a list? I'm like, no, no, no. It's a yes or no <laughs> question. Right. Yeah. Right. This is, I don't believe in cancel culture. Now, if you know somebody I need to stare away from, I, you tell me personally in my ear. Right. What's the reverse of that? Are there people that you do business with that you just can't picture at your house for game night? I refer an attorney that I, that's a jerk, but he wins. <laughs> he ain't coming to my house for game night. Yeah. But he's getting my referrals. It's about results. There you go. Right. <clears throat> right. So so people go into this, you know, just remember to ask about their family and their occupation and their recreation and their dreams. I'm like, great. Making new friends. That's what you need, huh? More friends? Great. Oh, wait. You wanted business. Wrong questions. Not that you can't sprinkle in some of that. Right. A, a sense of commonality. Right. A sense of, you know, are our values similar? Very helpful. But am I going to do business or not do business with you based on who you root for or who you voted for? I'm not. That's not going to be my prevention. Yeah. Very good. Hey, I want to segue quickly into, before I forget, a couple things. One is I see we have a good number of people watching us live. And I want to remind you all that everyone watching us right now will have the opportunity to enter to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. It's compliments of Reach Your Peak. And this is not some cheesy, uh, we're going to whisk you down to a basement and strap you in a chair and water torture you into a timeshare. It has nothing to do with that. No, it's a bona fide vacation stay. And there are many resorts all over the world waiting for you to visit them. And we're going to give that away. You must be watching live. And don't forget, when we bring up that, how you enter, you're going to do what? You're going to write it down because... We won't accept any entries until the show is actually off the air right after, though. All right. I'm glad you said it's not a timeshare because that's the first place my head went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, I learned of this resource some time ago by a very good friend of mine who himself used it. He was an, a 
incredible marketer still is i shouldn't say was and he uh he himself went on two of these trips using the very resource and came back and said they were phenomenal they didn't know i was anybody different that i was complimentary they didn't know i was just there as another guest and i was treated with all the great um greatness that they they treat normal people with that they know paid full full value so you don't want to miss that and then next more importantly i want to talk more about what daniel andrews does for business and give you the stage for a moment to say what it is you do who's your target market like your avatar if you will and if you have a success story or two you'd like to divulge on us uh i would love that because stories my gosh those are the best selling uh, not, not to sell for money, but they're the most, the best selling instruments on the planet and books and everything. And then sure. just talking. So if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to pull up your website while you do that. And we'll just let it gently scroll in the background. And this is your moment. You can just take it sure. away and let us know about your greatness. Cool. Well, my model, all the ways people can make money, you know, working with Daniel Andrews fall under the principle that in business, people don't need more connections. They need better connections. Okay, and better connections to me implies two pillars. They need a stronger connection with strategic connections. So for me, strategic connections mean putting people together, right? The John Gates is with Amanda Valbert's, like we talked about earlier, introducing you to Kachina Gazin, which I, you and I discussed before the show came on the air, right? That's under the umbrella of network and action, which is both a local community that I convene here in Columbia, South Carolina, and I also have a separate national community that meets coast to coast, right? <clears throat> so that's the strategic connections portion. We convene together under the brand name Network in Action. It is a franchise. I'm a franchise holder. And, um, you know, we, we elevate the quality of the introductions that people get, right? Stronger connections portion is the coaching that I do under my own brand name, Cutting Edge Business Coaching. The program is called Ninja Network Building Scales. Again, Ninja, excuse me, network as a, ver as a noun, never a verb for me. <laughs> Ninja Network Building Skills, okay, <clears throat> and that is a closed-ended coaching program, you know, 90 days of how to effectively identify, find, meet, and build relationship with key referral partners, people that will never be your customer, but will bring you more leads than all of your customers put together, not leads, excuse me, qualified quality, those are two different words, warm introductions, Right. And it's not a long process. I can usually have people in the six to 10 range by the end of the first year, you know, with 90 days of coaching, six to 10 people bringing them four to six quality, qualified, warm introductions every year. And that's a pretty big number for most people if you're selling medium ticket. OK, so target market, since you asked, uh, I'll be real upfront about that. OK, people whose business to business offer is so niche that they have to leverage other people's networks. If you build $2,000 websites, you don't need me. You need a Chamber of Commerce membership. If you build $100,000 websites, your customers aren't even in my town. <laughs> You're going to have to build a network that will introduce you to their network, will introduce you to their network, because those are not additive. Those are exponential. Right? Okay. The other reverse of that, by the way, or the other side of that bell curve is people who are can most quickly become successful through key referral partners. Let me be way more specific. Somebody whose role is so common that they're not just competing for customers, they're competing for key referral partners. I'll be real upfront. Real estate, mortgage, financial services, insurance. Okay. Let me give you a fast uh, example of that, right? If I went into the mortgage business in this town, I can spend tens and not hundreds of thousands of dollars. I could spend months, if not years, marketing my way to the success, top of the success and convincing the city that I'm good at mortgage loans. Then I am subject to the next person who wants to spend more time and more money marketing than I do, right? My success at the top of the pile. My fastest route is to find 10 realtors and convince them I'm good at mortgage loans. And those 10 relationships are not subject to anybody else's marketing campaign. Okay. The fastest, cheapest route. Okay. Now, having said that, there are 2,500 real estate agents in my city. There are 2,500 mortgage lenders in my city. If I'm trying to convince, to, you know, they, we don't, they don't pair them up as they finish, you know, real estate school. Hey, Brian, here's your real estate diploma and your new mortgage lender. India Washington is going to be your gal from here on out. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't even like her. <laughs> you know? Okay. She's very likable. She's my intern. She's sitting over here to my right. But anyway, okay. Um, 
right? So if I'm going to convince 10, right, because that's more than my fair share, and I'm not going to convince them to take out a loan with me, right? Pretend for a moment you're a real estate agent. I'm the lender, right? I can't come to you and like, Brian, I'll tell you what. Let me prove to you how good I am. Take out a loan with me. Let me prove it. You're like, dude, you're offering 7.5. I'm sitting on 2.9. No, <laughs> I'm not taking that, right? There's no way, right? No more than you could convince me to buy a house from you just to prove how good you are at buying and selling houses. I'm like, mm, my family's right wherever we want to be, right? So what is the what is the path to that? So people whose role is so common that their fastest route to success is key referral partners <clears throat> and their district managers. Because <laughs> if you oversee a bunch of real estate agents or financial services reps or insurance agents, you know whether Bobby is good at this. You know whether Susie's any good at this. And you are more than welcome to connect with me and go, I got to have you talking to my man, Bobby, because he is not very good at this. Right. <laughs> so I, I, lo I love their area and district managers because it's their job to know who's good at this and who's not. Hmm. Very cool. So that website for everyone that saw that, that's watching live, and this is for our listening uh, audience on podcast it's danielpatrickandrews.com so it's daniel as you normally would spell daniel patrick p-a-t-r-i-c-k andrews a-n-d-r-e-w-s all normal spelling i call it normal.com for the extra normal almost paranormal daniel andrews i mean this guy and, is amazing and, and and don't be lazy and not type in the dot com because if you search for daniel patrick andrews you'll get a bombastic parliamentarian from australia the former premier of victoria whose name will overwhelm me at a million to one odds if you google search daniel patrick andrews so don't be lazy put in daniel patrick andrews dot com and don't search for Daniel Patrick Andrews. Otherwise, you'll never find me. I had to buy my own name as a domain just to be found on the internet. Go figure. <laughs> Similar issue, brother. There's a Brian Kelly out there that's a musician. I'm like, who? What the? I'm 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 him. I'm, I'm Brian him. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy. You asked for success stories. Now, a good time to share. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, if you go to my page and you go to the you know community building or the networking action page and you scroll down to the testimonials, one at the top says, "One introduction from Dan changed my." net worth by $250,000, not her revenue, her net worth by $250,000, right? Um, yeah, we can find it. Um, uh, who, they'll find it on their own if they want to. Okay, yes. um, <laughs> let's see, uh, is there a, um, uh, whatever, they'll find it if they need it. Okay, second success story, Suzanne Taylor King said that within 90 days of starting my program, she uh, tripled her income and that she's at a point now where she has seven, an average of seven warm, quality, qualified, warm introductions a month coming into her business, mm. which is about as many as clients as she could take anyway, meaning she doesn't have to do any marketing if she doesn't want to. The leads are coming in at a very high level very quickly. These are not names. These are not prospects. Your average prospect isn't a prospect. It's a suspect. <laughs> These are warm introductions to quality qualified individuals. And then the last would be Kachina Goslin, whose name I mentioned, she will go on record and has gone on record, read my reviews on LinkedIn about Ninja. Any review that mentions Ninja, that's the one you want to pay attention to. Any review that mentions Network in Action, that's the one you want, you know, that's the community building. And she has said to me very directly, she said, I'm holding the exact same number of meetings that I used to hold in terms of building a network, but the quality of the results that come out of there is three and four times what it was a year ago. So in a year, and she 33% raised her rates in 12 months. Anybody that can move from 15,000 to 20,000 for a gig is doing something right. And she gets called a super connector. She didn't call herself that. Be careful of self-imposed titles. People call <laughs> her a super connector, even though connecting people isn't her job. But because she's meeting with a higher level of people and she's engaging with them differently and she can sort them better and send them to the people they wanna know, She's becoming known as the sort of person you want to get to know. I love it. And that's, you know, that just happens because they sought help. They sought you. You are like their coach. You are the coach. And it's very important for everyone out there to understand and realize that it's never a bad thing. Well, I shouldn't say never, but it's it's usually a good thing to get outside help and assistance. I mean, Daniel, has this ever happened to you? someone talks to you about their business and you have like instant 30 great ideas. This is what you do. This is step by step by step by step. Then you go back into your own business. You're like, God, I'm stuck. I don't even know where to start. 
And so that is why it's so important to go outside of yourself, even maybe outside of your inner circle, if you have a team and get a different lens, someone looking from a different lens and a different viewpoint, a different brain, a different everything, because the more different things you can have looking in, there will be something that they're going to catch that you're going to go, whoa, you're going to have that aha moment that Daniel gives all of his clients. So uh, definitely reach out, get coaching. If you need more quality introduction, if you need more quality people to talk to, to, to not just spin your wheels on people that may or may not be a fit, then I highly implore and advise everyone here to go to danielpatrickandrews.com. Danielpatrickandrews.com. He did not pay me to say this. I didn't, I've never met him before, half hour before this show. So I just want to be clear on that. I, I love what I get to do because of amazing people like Daniel that come on this show who are here to give, to serve, to help others to succeed. That's what drives him. When someone gets that aha moment, that's why he said that's what drives him. And that tells you the essence of Daniel Andrews. He's here to help you if you're willing to put in the work and be coachable because those two are very important as well. And yeah, it's going to cost you an investment. It should. It should. And the more painful the investment is, probably the better it's going to be for you because you will put in the time and effort going, oh my God, I just spent this money. Whatever it happens to be. I don't even know the price points. Jamie Miller said to me as he doubled his price, when I when I bought his program, I told him he was charging too little after he swiped my card. A year later, he doubled it. A year later, he doubled it. Three months later, he doubled it. He went up another 50%. And he finally said to me, I think the more I charge, the more they appreciate this. I'm like, yeah. didn't I say that four years ago? But I don't charge a huge number, by the way, just to make a point. But yes, coaching is worthwhile. If you can get to my if you can get to my website, there is a link for 15 minutes. From there, you can figure out if you want to engage with me for an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, 90 days, not at all, whatever. There's no sales pitch when I talk with you. The only sales pitch is only is always this. There's always more where that came from. That's my entire sales pitch. Yep. And that opens them to the next question. Well, tell me more. And you know what? It's it's natural and it's organic and it's not sleazy and it's not snake oil salesman. Like it's uh it's a natural conversation. And that's you know, to, to, if you don't have that skill set, I'm talking to the audience, then I would imagine Mr. Daniel Andrews here could help nurture you down that path and make sure that you understand the proper, I, I'm gonna say etiquette when it comes to having that conversation with somebody good maybe choice for the of first words. time. Yep. Pardon? Yeah, good choice of words. Proper etiquette is a good way to do that. By the way, do, were you keeping count? Do you know how many people's, other people's names I mentioned in this talk besides mine and yours, Brian? There were probably, uh, I've got them written down. I, I don't yeah. know them off the top of my head, but five or six at least. And then mm -hmm. there were books, two at, books. At least, right. For those of you watching and listening, books. He mentioned two books. I want to point those out again. One is sure. a Super Connector. And Scott Gerber is one of the authors there. The other one was Give and Take. Yep, that's and Super Connector by Scott Gerber and Ryan Powell. So something. Well, and the re the reason I mentioned that I mentioned other people is, don't you want people doing that when they're there, right? Yeah. Meaning, when you build those relationships, people speak your name in rooms you're not in. And by the way, your messaging is not what you say over and over. That is not your messaging. You want it to be your messaging, but it's not. Your messaging is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. That's your message. Mm, powerful right there. Yeah, I got a good buddy, uh, Jason Nast, who is very good about always bringing up other people like you are doing here tonight. And, you know, the, the likability factor goes to the roof. He's one of my best friends, not because of that, but that certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, over the course of time when I was first getting to know him, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I wanted to talk about the books because one of the things I do as the host of the show, I get a lot of these and I love it. I mm -hmm. Once we sign off, I'm going to Audible and I will purchase both books. And I recommend everyone else do the same. When you're watching or listening to anyone out there who has any sense of success or a level of success that maybe you desire, then listen to them and follow their lead and, and do what they do, model them. And that would include read the books they read because that is how one of the ways Daniel got to where he is today is by reading and then putting into action what he reads and then using that to also enhance his coaching and giving advice to others. So there's never a time to stop um, to never uh, to stop learning. Yes. Oh, thank you. Give and take is by Adam Grant and <laughs> Super Connector by Scott Gerber and Ryan Powell, P-A-U-G-H. 
<laughs> he yeah, doesn't whatever. care if we mispronounce his name if we buy his book. We can pronounce it any way we want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you put Super Connector and Scott Gerber, I'm sure it'll come up um, <laughs> no matter what. So that's good. Thank you for that. Appreciate much. All right, my gosh. Holy moly, we are at the bewitching hour. So, oh my gosh, we have a couple things to take care of here. If you're okay going a few more minutes, uh, Daniel. Um, what? Oh, and I know you got to get to some fun over there outside that door with those. There's still two and a half hours of party after this, so I, I, I'm not in a rush. <laughs> well, I did promise a, a giveaway. And also, I wanted to let you know, Daniel, that I like to end the show, every show, with one very specific question. And the reason is because I did this, I've been doing this show for now over five years. I can't believe it. And it's been a great run and it's still going to keep going. Um, I started asking this question on occasion and it just, the answers kind of threw me back each and every time. I'm like, wow, another one. That was interesting. So now I said, well, I'm just going to close every show with that question because it's that powerful and impactful. And so right before we do that though, I am going to stick to my promise because we're at that time and I don't want anyone to miss out on the opportunity to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort compliments of reach your peak i'm going to put it up on the screen your instructions are to write down this url that i will give you on the screen you'll be able to see it i will say it out loud and do not go to it until we sign off for this show but do it right after and then we will be monitoring and, and that prize will be given away after the show is over so i'm going to bring it up on the screen real quick to enter to win write this down you want to go to ryp dot i m forward slash vacation all lower case r y p dot i m forward slash vacation and literally my guests that would be daniel andrews they are also so i hope your intern wrote that down eligible mm -hmm. to win i have had guests win this prize it's been pretty amazing and so you know you're putting in all this time and effort you're helping people by giving this great information you deserve an opportunity to win that as well because it's it's that phenomenal of a of a gift and a prize all right so this amazing question daniel oh there's so much i love about it one great thing about it is i want you to know there is no such thing as a wrong answer it's not a quiz it's not a test and in fact the exact opposite is the case is that the only correct answer is yours because it will be unique to you and you'll get it immediately um, when I ask it. Now, if you get the answer immediately, great. If you get the answer five, 10 seconds, 30 seconds later by pondering, fantastic. That's also perfect because it's again, your answer. So there's no failure here. It's awesome. So with all that buildup, are you ready? <laughs> here we go. Daniel Andrews. How do you define success? Leaving as many people as possible glad that they met you. Mm. I have a pretty good number of stories that start. I'll tell I'll make it real. Dr. Thad came to me. I'm not going to use his last name, but if they're local, they know him. Dr. Thad came to me and he said, Dan, I got a confession and an apology. Or he said, I have something I need to tell you and I need to apologize. I said, Thad, as far as I know, you haven't committed any offense against me. He goes, but if you feel you need to apologize for something, go right ahead. He goes, all right, well, I do. So here he goes. I said, all right. So when I first met you, and I started laughing. I said, I know how the story ends. He goes, really? I said, you're not the first person, but go ahead. It'll make you feel better if you say it. And he said, when I first met you, I thought you were a bit much. That's not the word to use, but we're in polite company here. He said, but now that I know you, I have done a 180 degree turn. Mm. And, and. I have a lot of those stories. I have a couple that go in the other direction, which is fine too. Cause if they, you know, that's why I said you leave as many people as possible. Glad that they met you. <laughs> right. But people will always ultimately be attracted to authenticity. Always. Ultimately. So true. So powerful. So amazing. And all of those words are great adjectives for you yourself. Mr. Daniel Andrews. I so appreciate you for coming on and spending over that. an hour with us here tonight. 
that is it. We are going to sign off tonight. And I want to leave everybody with uh, a little homework. I want you to go out and do two things, please. One is continue to crush it in your business and serve more people. And number two, above all and everything, please, to a person, I wish you all to be my blessed. name is Brian Kelly. On behalf of Daniel Andrews, I am your host, Brian Kelly, of the Mind Body Business Show. Until next time, we will see you again. Go out there and crush it, everybody. Take care, and we'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com.